Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive and not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane Scanlon. And hello and welcome. My name's Jane from the Harmony Business Academy, and I have my special guest here with me, Judith. So let me tell you a little bit about Judith. So she's combining her skills as a classically trained professional actress and voice vibration sound healer and qualified life coach to create powerful results for her clients, enhancing their awareness of what has restricted them from fully expressing themselves in the past and giving them new tools um, in which to work with in the future. So welcome, Judith, and thank you so much for joining us here today. Could you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, and thank you for having me. It's a delight and a pleasure. A little bit more about me. This is, I always love this question because very often, especially when you are very used to talking about what you do. People forget, and I I was talking in a sixth form college about this the other day, and it's that thing, it's an apocryphal tale, no idea if it's true or not. You know, when John Lennon was at school, his teacher said, what do you want to be? And he said, happy. And she said, I don't think you answer the question. And he said, I don't think you understand life. Um, And so it's like that, tell me about yourself. And, And very often you get people going straight into, well, this is what I do. Yes. And very often, and I had that challenge in my life, like my, what I did when I was an actress, I'm a classically trained professional actor, and acting was everything. It was who I be and what I did. It, it was who I was. It was my identity. And that's, that was really unhealthy. <laughs> Exceedingly <laughs> unhealthy, and in fact, an actress friend and I were just having a chat this morning about that and about how it does. It becomes so much. It is your identity, and mm-hmm. so whenever people are asking, you know, "Tell me about yourself," people will very often go, "Well, this is what I do." So, what I like to say instead is, "I am a Bertha on the earth, loving tree hugging." Uh, crystal collecting. I have over 170 crystals. Uh, (laughs) Sound healing, weird hippie, woo, Formula One loving, meat eating, heavy metal rock chick. I love it. I absolutely love that. Fantastic. Uh, It's a big part of what I do with with the work that I do with people. It's, It's about acknowledging and accepting the whole of yourself. So a little bit about me. I am really expleting impatient. And I'm an expleting expletive swearer too, which is why I use the word expletive, because, you know, 
Some people find it offensive. Uh, I love swearing. I think swearing is brilliant. Um, <laughs> I'm really impatient. I um, have all the empathy and compassion in the world, however, when I'm working with my clients. And there are some situations in which I can be so patient. Get me. You want me behind the wheel if you're stuck in a traffic jam. I'm never impatient in a traffic jam. Yeah. I'm always just, okay, this is what it is. Yes, if I'm running late for something, I find it frustrating, but I don't go into road rage or because it's always that space of, well, I don't know what's happening up front. For all I know, there could be people losing their life. So this delay. So it's that thing. And I think we're all um we're all a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, yeah. I've got a very good friend. He's just like you're a dichotomy. You're a dichotomy. And he can't get his head around it. He's like, you you can't do all that weird hippie woo stuff and then be going to Metallica concert and moshing and you know Yes, you can. There's so <laughs> many witches in those concerts. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's a little bit about me. I love horses. I am I am passionate about Shakespeare. And I love dark chocolate always have since I was a kid and the only dark chocolate you could really get was Bourneville in this country I used to eat the cooking chocolate and I'm like, you can't eat that it's too bitter wow. so there you go now you know a little bit about me fantastic well I too have been to many Metallica gigs in my life yeah uh, that was my first kind of getting into music you know my own music when I was 14 15 and I became a full-on rock chick, and I loved it. And then when I was about, oh, I don't know, I think it was 18, I got into house music and raving. I know, I can see your face. Those listening, Judith is shaking No, 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 no. <laughs> I loved it. I used to go to all the warehouse parties, the illegal raves and everything. I'm really judgmental. <laughs> no, don't get it. Don't, 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 don't like that music. Unless you're on drugs, which is what it was made for. And maybe I was. Because <laughs> um, that's the But only I still reason. go now. I can go now. And I'm just like, oh, I love awful hideous <laughs> I'm gonna sound like my grandmother noise <laughs> that's what my mum used to say about the heavy metal <laughs> well all of my music probably <laughs> oh dear so let me you, you you've had a very varied life and whoever I speak to on this show um and and in my life to be honest with the people I connect with we've all had like almost like different sections different compartments of our lives and we're flowing into you know something different mine's always around you know the the zero birthdays you know after 10 10 to or 11 to 20 completely different life 21 to 30 completely different life 30 to 40 completely different life and then 40 onwards 44 now and it's yeah it's changed again so how did you get into the field you're in today like it's a through flow uh, yeah. I just had my 49th birthday yesterday, so I am officially in my 50th year. 
Fabulous um, and happy birthday the, from us all. Thank you. The, impa- the impatient part of me is going, oh, really? In your 50th year? And where are you? And what have you done? <laughs> but the answer to that is I've truly lived my life fully and completely, unequivocally. And it's not perfect. Do I have everything in my life I thought I would? No. Have I done or had some of the things that I assumed I would? No. But I've done so much more in some ways. So I always wanted to be an actress. We have to start there. It was Mm -hmm. all I was ever going to do is that or uh, what do they call them now? Flight attendant. My aunt used to be a uh, air hostess and then she was a purser. So she spent her life flying and I saw her life. and I was like, oh, good life. Mm. Although she was on a very old good contract. So it was a better life for her than it was for them now. Um, So acting was all I was ever going to do, despite many people going, oh, difficult profession. Um, Have you thought of being a teacher? Or as my English teacher put it, Judith hasn't really got the figure for acting, has she? Has she considered the law? She'd make an excellent barrister. Oh, wow. Uh, well, forgive her. It was 1990, you know. And quite frankly, um, she was just trying to suggest something that might have given me a possibility of actually earning proper money. And, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it came from a good intention, but it stuck with me and it did. It held me back in in some ways. But it didn't stop me from pursuing acting. Uh, I avoided it for a long time. So I wasn't uh, till I was 27 that I went to drama school. But I did. I went to university and did my degree in drama and theatre arts. And then I decided to go travelling. So I worked for a year and then I buggered off travelling for two and a quarter years. Uh, And then I was still trying to avoid acting. So I went into work in the theatre as a stage manager. Uh, But that just made it worse. So, yeah, at 27, I finally went to drama school. Um. And acting is not the glamorous profession that everyone thinks it is. So mm. most of your life doing work for no money, hoping that someone will see you. And then to do that, you do all sorts of jobs to stay alive. Um, there's people handing out flyers and freebies on the street corner or at stations. They're mostly out of work actors. They're my tribe. Be nice to them. Take whatever they're, fl- mm. they're handing to you. Put it in a bin later. Uh, <laughs> So lots of that, squirting perfume in Harvey Nicks and other department stores, teaching. And then I did a lot of temping in various offices, which now has proved very useful because I've worked in very many environments from the NHS to hedge funds and oil and gas and vast experiences. And then eventually to support my acting profession, I finally gave in to one of my other natural talents, which was massage and energy healing. I'd always massaged and in our family, it was just something we all did for each other. And I always had a magic with headaches. I could always dissipate headaches in a matter of normally 30 to 60 seconds. So I finally trained as a massage therapist and then I was supporting my acting career with massage. Mm -hmm. And then I went to an event in 2008 which was a sound healing event. And most of the sound healers there were using voice. And my friend who I went with, she automatically trained, but I was actually having a really good acting period at that point. I was getting unpaid job after unpaid job. It was great. 
I'm a drama. That's that as an for an actor. That's like, oh yeah, and I've got this show, and I've got. And like, Are you earning money? No, no, no. I'm still temping. But, I'm working. You know, I'm working. I'm like, oh, look, look. Um, and so I didn't do the the sound healing course then. So in 2011, well, 10-11, I did the voice vibration sound healing course with Stuart Pierce, and that is where my deep, deep healing really started. Wow. And I, in that process, uh, found a deep wound that I had suppressed um, to do with my relationship with my father or lack of. And that the sound healing uncovered that. And I really had this moment of grief and deep, pouring, snotty, gunky, painful <laughs> grief for this relationship that we'd never had and acknowledging that I actually there was a part of me that had wanted that relationship that was massive yes because until that point and I was in my mid-30s by then late mid late 30s I had several truths in my life I hate my dad was a, a long one and mm -hmm. then I was indifferent and then da, da, da. so to acknowledge that this grief was there meant acknowledging I'd wanted a relationship. Mm. And sound healing is the only thing that had uncovered this. It was like, whoa, where was this hiding in me? Because if you'd have asked me, I'd have gone, no, I'm fine. My, no, we don't have a relationship. That's cool. Um, I don't hate him anymore. I did da, 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 da. He's just me. But no, all of this was there. So it made me acknowledge the stuff. Um, so that's when we started sort of healing our relationship. And that sound healing I then took into the massaging that I was doing. So I would sound on people's bodies and I would use the sounding and I started running sonic meditation sessions. And yeah, one day, one of my massage clients said, Judith. And I said, yes, Barbara. And she said, you're an actress. I said, yes. And you do that stuff with sound because people don't really understand voice yeah. and chakra energy healing. And I said, yes. Could you help Bruce? He's got to give a speech in a couple of weeks to 80 solicitors, and he hates public speaking. Now, Bruce was also a massage client, her husband. Mm -hmm. and he was a 65-year-old magistrate. Yeah. So, And I was a 37-year-old, in my head, failed actress. And so all my imposter family... And all my inner children came Showed up, going, <laughs> oh, my God, no, 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 no. Oh, who are you? Who are you? You're just a failed actress. Who are you to work with this magistrate? Anyway, thankfully, uh, my brain was also knocking on the inside of my skull going, you, 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 oi, you, yes, you. <laughs> so I said yes. And I went and worked with Bruce. And it was amazing. There was this moment. And I'd, I'd gone with my drama school voice class folder tucked under my arm. I was like, all the exercises I was going to do with him. And I just asked him to read what he'd written. And I was like, oh, my God, he's not connected to this at all. And I said to him, what is it? Why do you not like it? What is it that you don't like about it? He said, oh, they're just going to think it's boring. And I went, oh. And that was my moment of revelation for now where I um, because I went, oh, and I pretty much I threw the folder away. I was like, right, we're not, he's not even ready for that part. 
because yeah. he's not connected. And this is, I did it instinctively, intuitively. And this is what I do with so many, and pretty much all of my clients, no matter whether they come to me for vocal confidence or the voice vibration sound healing. He needed to be connected to his truth. Mm-hmm. And not just the logical, mental, this is why I'm doing this. Connected to what sits in your gut. I call it your deepest truth. Yeah. And this is the reason why. So I just asked him lots of questions. And we got down to myself, but why is that important? Why is that? I don't care about international shipping law. And this was a really specific point of international shipping law. And we got down to it and he went, well, no, because if that doesn't happen, then this happens. And I was like, ah, ha, 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 there we go. We've hit it. We've hit yes. your well of passion. We've hit your well of truth of the reason why you're doing this. Now I want you to go back to the top of the speech and start again. But remembering that this is why you're doing it. You're not doing it because the law society has asked you to and it's a part of their requirement for their whatever. You're doing it because it's expleting important. And that was a magic moment, but not as magic as when I left the room and he called down the stairs, pay her whatever she asks and book her in for another session next week. Pay her whatever she asks. What? Nice. I have something that someone values and it actually comes from my acting stuff. So I then wrote about what I'd done with him in my massage newsletter. And then I had clients coming just going, oh, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you didn't have that. And one of those clients, she was a, she works in uh, L&D and training and she's like, oh, I didn't know you trained as a coach. I haven't. But you've got a coach. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, the blissful days before I knew what coaching was. Um, yes. <laughs> it was just how I worked. Yeah. But I did go and do, I did a training course in coaching because I thought, well, actually, there must be things that, if this is what I'm doing intuitively, there must also be things I need to know. And so that's when I went and trained as a coach. And that's how I ended up doing what I do by combining like you say, all of those things from the different parts of my life. And it was all leading here. Which is about as short as how they got in to to this well. All you know sorry, that's my dog. It all links in and and we pull the, the different areas of struggle that we had in the past um, helps to be our, oh, what's the word? Our saviors and helps to, to bring more light into the world and help us with our, with our wonderful businesses and enlightening the world. Yeah. So yeah. if we were to work together, Yes. What would that look like now? So you've told us a bit about how, like how it started, but how how has that how has the business and the way you work evolved over the last however many years? The biggest if the biggest evolution was when I stopped hiding and I came out of the woo closet. Um, when I started, it was very much vocal confidence, public speaking helping people find their voice in all areas of life. And I didn't talk so much about the voice, vibration, sound and chakra energy healing mm-hmm. and the spiritual element and the deeper self-awareness and the emotional trauma healing, which happens as a result of that. I didn't talk about that because I thought my business clients would think it was too woo. I thought people wouldn't get it. They don't, I mean, still to this day, I was 
trying to explain it to my cousin over birthday supper last night. You know, it it isn't in the, the everyday consciousness, so it's difficult. So when I started speaking about that, that's really when everything meshed and everything came together. Um, so if we were to work together, what would it look like? It would depend on what you're coming to me for. Mm-hmm. So there are the center of the work I do amalgamates everything. But some people come to me purely for vocal confidence, public speaking, presentations, having more confidence at work very often or speaking about their business with more confidence. So I work with a lot of people to get to that deeper truth I was talking about, yes. but it's the deeper truth of their business. So we find that element so that when they are speaking, again, just exactly the same as Bruce, you're not speaking because you've been asked to or because you have to, or, and you're not worried. Like there's no such thing as a fear of public speaking. It's the fear of being judged. And when you're connecting to your deeper truth, when you're connecting to that thing that is for you, it's just, no, this is true. And this, and then you connect to your higher truth or your higher purpose. Then you don't have those nerves or those fears. So I have a whole process where I help people, particularly who run their own businesses, really find that deepest truth message. So whenever the nerves kick in, which they will, because we're human. Yeah. You can remind yourself or when you're just tired or you're not in the mood for it, you know, you can remind yourself, actually, no, I have this. So for some people working with me looks like that. It looks like finding the thing that is more important than the fears, the thing that will refocus them, give them strength, help them feel more confident, speak with conviction and give clarity. Because clarity gives confidence and when you're not clear other people find it hard to understand you and then you see them looking uncertain and then you feel less confident and then it's like so I help people get clarity for, Mm -hmm. for that speaking side of it and I the the businesses that I I work with and like kind of socialize with as well in the health and wellness industry um Sometimes I th- I feel like um, a lot of us don't feel like our why is big enough because we're always told by um, like the big coaches, the motivational yep. speakers, etc. Your why needs to be really big. It needs to be this. It needs to be that. And most of us aren't materialistic in the slightest and our answer is the same as John Lennon's we just want to be happy we just want to help people be happy and it's just oh it's just happiness actually that's massive right or to help others or my why is because I get really oh see I was gonna say I don't I don't (laughs) you don't mind the swearing (laughs) excellent Uh, I get really fucking frustrated um and not just swearing, alliteration too, two of my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> oh, I get so frustrated with people who don't speak up for themselves. I always have, it's part of my, my impatience. Because as a young child, I was always really strong in speaking up for myself and particularly for others who weren't so confident or who weren't so strong. And I just get so frustrated because there's no need for it. 
And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, if you just speak up for yourself, if you just said no, you wouldn't be taking advantage of. People wouldn't, people would actually stop and listen. So I actually, I love and adore my clients, right? <laughs> who are mostly these people, right? My clients are mostly perpetual people pleasers. Yes. And there's a part of me that's just like, for fuck's sake, you don't have to carry, how long do you want to carry on suffering? Because if you want to carry on suffering, fine, good, carry on suffering. When you're tired of that, come and tell me and I will give you a great big snuggly hug and I will give you all the patience and empathy and compassion and support in the world and I will help you find your voice and help you set your boundaries so that you can start having a voice in the world and that's kind of, that's my why really my why is because I get there's no need for it and it's <laughs> so annoying <laughs> There's no, yes. there's no need for people to be feeling small or, or little or ignored or undermined or exhausted and overwhelmed and pressured to uh, make other people feel better or, or for other people to not offend other people. Just say no. Sometimes I, I help people say no a lot mm -hmm. and set those boundaries and. It's oh. so important, isn't it? Oh. The word no. Yes. In, oh. my, in my journey, um, creating, uh, fi finding my voice. And it was kind of going into and learning about the chakra systems. And, oh, the throat chakra and learning to speak your truth, but with kindness and love, not waiting till you're so frustrated yes. that it flirts out really angry and then you're in an argument with somebody. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's 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 my my big why because there's no need for it and, and it gets me very angry and passionate and I love it. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, there is the other side of what I do, which is the voice, vibration, sound and chakra, energy, healing and meditation. I have a, a membership where we meditate together twice a week and we have a theme of the month where it sort of brings in the coaching and the energy and the chakra stuff. Or where are you holding this in your body? So, for example, a throat chakra block is 90 percent of the time, not the throat chakra at all. It's actually the root chakra. Uh, because it's about safety and the throat and the root are connected anyway, especially in women. Mm. So, for, so for some people, they come to me, they do my I know two day vocal confidence workshop, and then they'll work with me one on one, or they'll come to me to help them write a speech. I had a, an amazing client recently. She came to me because she had a speech she was delivering at a conference, and she was talking about a new element of her business, and she was not sure how people were going to react so she wanted to make sure that this speech was really solid and then through working together she's like oh oh now i want to do more stuff with you and then she came and did more of the sound healing and we delved into where are you holding the gunk where are you holding the stuff like i was holding on to my dad's stuff but i didn't even know it and this is why it's really hard for me to sell what i do because what i actually do is help people uncover recognize and release the gunk that they don't know is holding know you back. about so if you don't know it's holding you back why would you come to someone to help you with it well, generally <laughs> i feel like we we know it was a, it was a feeling i had like i knew i wasn't where i was supposed to be i knew life didn't feel the way it uh, in my head my heart my soul just something new that it was off and yeah. I wasn't on the right kind of path and then like you say 
uncovering all of that and going on the magical mystery tour that um that is life I I uncovered and I tried so many different therapies because although I wasn't one for asking for help I was prepared to pay for help (laughs) I wouldn't ask my family or my friends for help because I helped everybody else. I was the rescuer, you know. The curse of the strong one, I call that. I've I've got an article on my website that I wrote years ago about that, yeah. Oh, fantastic, yeah, that that was me. But I was prepared to pay for help. So I'd go and I'd go to a homeopath, I'd go to an osteopath, I'd go to um, spiritual healers, this, that and the other. And so I was I was very lucky that I was willing and open-minded enough to go and try all these things, which, you know, uncover those icky gunky parts, don't they? They really do. And that's when I do so the one-on-one sound healing, which I do with people online, in person, or on my retreats. So I have a three-day and a seven-day retreat. And that's when we, we work with the sound to physically connect with the parts of our body that are holding tension mm-hmm. and let's work with this on a practical element as well as you know we've got the energetic of vibrational and we're holding our emotions energetically and vibrationally but we hold it physically so when you're working with the voice the voice is vibration and when you're sounding at different frequencies at different levels so the root chakra the, the sacral the solar plexus they are lower, deeper tones. Mm-hmm. And then from the heart, the throat, the third eye, the crown, we go up into higher tones because they vibrate faster. But when we hit the vibration of the emotions that we're holding that are in that place where physically we've stowed all that gunk away, there's no barrier to sound. So the first time I actually received sound healing was in a class at drama school and I didn't even you know, I didn't need, know sound healing was even a thing. Um, we're a bit of serendipity. The te- the voice teacher had actually trained at Weber Douglas, which is where Stuart Pierce was the head of voice. And Stuart Pierce's sound healing event, I then ended up at ah. years later. So, but we're we're sounding our sound, and I just get people sounding the sound, and we're like, so for example, the heart is ha ha ha, ha and you keep sounding it ha. ha. And you just keep sounding. So the vibration keeps building in your body. And then I started getting really frustrated, really annoyed, really angry. And the teacher came over. I was like, "You don't, this is just really, she goes, it's all right. Keep sounding. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I am not nice when I'm angry. <laughs> like, you know, this hand this hand might have punched a hole in a door before. Um, or was it my foot kicked? The car? I can't remember. It was so long ago. Anyway, angry Judith. Uh, yeah. she, 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 she's not there anymore because she's dealt with her shit. Um, and the teacher just said, it's okay. It's just because your voice is opening up parts of you that you normally keep closed and that you don't want people to see. And that was it. I just burst into tears because there was a truth that I wasn't willing to admit that actually I was protecting. And so that's sort of, that's the sound healing. We work with that. I also, I'm working with a doctor at the moment and we're probably next year going to be doing a case, uh, a case study or a, a proof of concept study. I have the voice vibration sounding process, which helps people release and reduce both physical and emotional pain through sounding. Um, the doctor uses it for her sciatica pain. 
So mm, okay, I know she's a she was a that partner. Sounds in a, very interesting. Yeah, she was a partner in a GP practice. She's um, a a fellow at King's College. So you know she's full on proper medical doctor. She uses sounding to help reduce her sciatica pain. Mm, so. So if we were to work together, what would it look like? It would look like what you need. And I don't know yeah. that until you come to me. But um, yeah. it could be as simple as, as simple as sonic meditation or as in-depth as a three-day one-to-one in me where, with me where we just go into all your gunk and help release it and find your glory and your wholeness. Mm. And I, I feel like, businesses that are in that flow that you can you you know you have you have your structure of your business obviously and your offers but each of them are so unique with the person you work with and that I think is um is the magic of owning your own business and running your own business you're not like anybody else no no Uh, and I work with companies too you know I have a a logistics company that I work with I went in as their vocal confidence coach to help a couple of people with communication a guy who was very confident but a little bit blunt and was seen by some as bullying and working with him to understand how his communication was impacting others whereas he was just like well they're just pathetic oh come on I'm just I'm a blunt Yorkshireman why do they take it personally? It's not personal. He just, he, so helping him open up and understand, uh, working with other people to be able to stand up and be more confident in the company. Uh-huh. Now, now I'm that company's general coach. You know, there, I go in and work. I just had a company from Germany find me um, and had a chat with them yesterday about potentially going in and doing some pronunciation and articulation workshop. Yeah, so Amazing. it really, whether it's a business or an individual, it really is. What is the communication block? What is what is what is it that you're wanting to be communicated that there are challenges with? Let's see if I'm right to be the person to help you unlock that. Love it. Okay, so we go on to my next question, which is. Have you got any advice or top tips for the audience mm-hmm. um, that they can start implementing, you know, today? today? Yeah. Just to, to help them be yes. more confident, be more them, be able to speak their truths. Yeah. And to stay sane. Yes. Um, which, which, by the way, you know, I wasn't for a long time and in in 2016 you know I was uh, trigger warning having suicidal thoughts you know in 2016 I was not sane my mental health was not on a healthy healthy path Mm. at that point so yes advice (sighs) number one you're listening to this radio station so you're clearly on some kind of self-awareness journey keep on it the the deeper you know yourself the better you know your patterns both the patterns that work for you you can keep doing more of them the more self-awareness you have you go actually when I do this that things work out great keep doing that and most importantly the patterns that you have that 
don't work that when you're in that pattern actually things fall apart or it stops so get to know those patterns really well so that you can sense when they're happening and do something differently instead making that conscious choice to do something differently so number one is keep keep exploring this self-awareness self-development call it what you will path top tips for vocal confidence no is a complete sentence start using it more for all my beautiful people pleasers and uh, those of you who are just overwhelmed even if you are you know like jane and myself the strong one even as the strong one it wasn't done so much out of people pleasing but it was done out of well yes because i have to do it so i would say yes to everything it's like yes well i have to do that and actually i'll do it and then i know it's being done properly and then because i don't trust other people so jane is covering her face (laughs) i know that (laughs) so stop overloading yourself start saying no and if you find it really hard to say the word no then here are a couple of alternative ways you can say no. So if someone asks you to do something and your diary is full and you don't have the time for it, but you don't want to let them down and you hate saying no, you can say, yes, I can do that if you can, and then give them one of the other jobs that's in your diary. Or you can say, yes, I will need X, Y, Z amount of time in order to get that done. Or you can say, yes, I can do that, but not until. Mm -hmm. It's putting those boundaries in place, isn't it? So there's three different ways to say no without saying no. Yeah. Start doing that. Um, And... One of the most amazing things I learned from one of the coaching trainings I did is this concept, and that is it's not personal, it's structural. And that goes for everything. You go, but it is personal because they don't like me. No, shut up. It's not personal. Your structures are what that person doesn't like. And maybe you don't like their structures or maybe your structures and their structures don't mesh. Mm. But we, we are all brought up with different structures or different ways of being, different things that we think are acceptable and not. Some people think swearing is not acceptable at all. Mm-hmm. I, I have spoken several times in America and I have to be really careful. Oh, you have to be very, yeah, cursing. <laughs> And and this is the other thing, but the more of this comes back to self-awareness, the more aware of your structures you are, the more aware of other people's structures you become and actually adapting your structures to make it easier for someone else isn't being weak. It isn't giving way if it's going to give you the end result that you want. Yeah. But, but it's not personal, even when it feels personal and I know it's hard and I, I, I I have to sometimes go, okay, wait a minute. It's not personal. It's not that they hate me. It's that they find this about me challenging. And that's part of who I am, but it's not the whole of me. They just find that part of me difficult because it doesn't mesh with them. So my friend who's an extreme introvert, for example, who uh, I've just been on holiday with for three weeks, we communicate very differently. We're incredibly different people. I know that he finds some things very challenging about me. I find some things very challenging about him. 
but I'm the one on the self-awareness journey. He's completely not. He's starting to maybe open up a little bit to it. So therefore, actually, it is me that needs to change my structure because he doesn't have that level of awareness. But I also need to not take it personally. So when it hurts my feelings, which it does, because I'm actually quite a sensitive soul, um, I just didn't show it. Uh, I was really good at putting up strong barriers so that people don't see how I feel. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, of course, is why I got suicidal, right? Because I was feeling everything internally and not letting people know. Yeah. So I just ask you to remember this. You know, my advice is it's not personal, it's structural. Look at the structure. People's patterns and behaviors, it's not giving them an excuse. I'm not excusing bad behavior, but when we become aware of other people's structures and our structures, we can go, oh, okay. And then you can take the, the like the next step is taking the, the really powerful stuff and, um, and changing structures. If you want advice for more confidence or managing nerves when you are in those challenging speaking situations, whether that's a difficult conversation you have to have with someone standing in front of, in front of two people, 20 people, 200 people, 2,000 people, and you get racked with nerves. Uh, here are a couple of top tips for that. Breathe. Very important. <laughs> if we're not Very important, isn't it? <laughs> if you're not breathing, you've got a really big problem. So please breathe. Breathe slowly. Breathe out through your mouth. <sighs> breathe in through your nose. Slow down your heart rate. When you slow down your heart rate, you slow down the rate at which adrenaline's pumping around your body. And if adrenaline slows down, then your brain starts to slow down and your brain has a chance to say, actually, maybe I'm maybe I'm safe. Maybe this isn't going to kill me. Remember, you're not afraid of speaking. What you're afraid of is what other people might think about you. So connect to something that's bigger than you bigger than more than you I, I have a thing for my business which is when you liberate your voice you liberate your life and my message is to help people with that and I have a, I have a my higher purpose my big mission is to trans positively transform the lives of more than a hundred million people by creating more confident connected communicators so when I'm nervous in speaking situations, which I do still get sometimes. I just reminded myself of that. I'm helping people liberate their voices to liberate their lives. And it's not about me. Right? It's never about you. It's So allow yourself to remember that. Breathe and connect to that higher purpose, that thing for you that's true. Yeah. Uh, I often remind myself that I am, like I'm a vessel, I'm a facilitator. I'm, I'm like, I'm channeling it's yeah. I can't although I do help change people's lives I can't change your life I'm here to facilitate channel guide offer yes <laughs> um yeah. but it's up to the people in the audience the people in front of me around me etc that get to choose how they're going to put that into their lives or not yeah. or, you know. if you don't implement nothing will change yeah um remember your audience don't care about you like yeah. it's the simple i have a whole exercise i do on my two-day workshop which really proves this um your audience don't care about you they care about themselves 
like you, audience listening now, you don't care about me. You don't care about Jane. You've not stood here for, sat here for whatever it is, 43 minutes and 42 seconds listening to this. You haven't got this far because you care about us. You care about what we're going to share that will help make your life easier. So remember that in those speaking situations where you're speaking, the people want to, they want to hear something that will help them in some way, shape, form or another. And yes, they're going to judge you, but also you judge other people too. Right? You don't like, I hate house music. I judge people who like house music. I'm like, really? Can we be friends? Yes, obviously, of course we can. Um, <laughs> I question their taste. Um, crock wearing people. Oh, you're wearing crocs and not just to muck out the chickens. I don't know. Like, oh, you're not a chef. That's the other reason to wear crocs. Right? So... <laughs> Remember, you judge other people too. Of course, people are going to judge you. But you know what? You have just judged me and Jane. You've got here, you're at 44 minutes and 48 seconds in. You have been judging me and Jane all this whole time. And you've judged us positively enough to stay here listening to the end of this radio program. Yeah. So, yes, some people are not going to like you. Some of you, some people tuned out 10 minutes ago as soon as I started speaking. They're like, well, she, what a load of nonsense. No, don't like her. Good, great. They're not for me. They're for someone else to work with. And it's the same with you. Some people are going to want to hear what you have to say and some people aren't. And you like what some people have to say and you don't like what other people have to say. So stop trying to get everyone to like you because that's impossible. It is. So for those people in the audience who are still watching and listening, do you have a wonderful offer or some, I mean, obviously I'm going to put all the ways to connect with you under, under this. Um, but have you got an offer that they cannot refuse? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have my quiz, which is free and will help you find your vocal confidence profile style. So what's Ooh. your vocal confidence? Yeah, I know. Uh, Very interesting. I love doing those quizzes. It's great. And I don't just tell you that. Uh, I also give you three tools or tips specifically for your vocals confidence style profile that Ooh. will be helpful and beneficial so three more specific tips than i've given generally today yeah. uh, so that's at your whole voice quiz.com fantastic well that link will definitely be um and is is it on your website as well it is it's on my website your whole voice.com um, yeah. And then there's all sorts of other things. I've got a ton of freebie videos on my, I've got online courses for both the vocal confidence and the sound healing. And each of those courses have free videos that you can watch to get an idea of the style. Fantastic. So basically, guys who are watching, all of you out there, um, get onto your phones, your laptops, your tablets and type in your whole voice dot com and go and search for judith and then you'll be able to claim these offers 
So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us, sharing all your, not all of your wisdom, but a lot of your wisdom. Um, we are just going to take a little break, but then we're going to come back and Judith has agreed to step in and be our special guest for the kind of healing portion of this show. So I will not be taking the, I call them my meditations, mindful meditations. We are going to pass this section over uh, of the show over to Judith and she's going to take us through some wonderful sound healing, which I'm really excited I, about. And there's another freebie with that too. Oh, okay. Come back in just one sec. Stay sane with Jane. The show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds. Bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. And welcome. Thank you guys for staying with us. I am going to pass you over to Judith. If you want me to do anything, Judith, just let me know. Otherwise, I shall mute myself and um, pass the show reins over to you. Okay, well, you can just join in if you wish, Jane. So one of the benefits of the sounding work is one of the simplest ways to use it is through sonic meditation. And especially if you run a business, you know those moments when you get stressed and you're just not doing it or you just those days when you're just not feeling it and you need to change your energy state. Sounding is one of the simplest, quickest and most effective ways to change your energy state to the point that actually for corporates, I take sound healing into them. I just rebrand it as the 15 second stress reducer. And I've taken this into banks and insurance companies. So it's it's amazing. So this is what I'm going to introduce you to now. So I invite you, as with all meditations, to close your eyes. With most meditations, uh, closing our eyes helps to just shut off the visual stimulus that goes sparking around our brains and breathe. So breathe out through your mouth and in through your nose. Breath is the center of all meditation because as I mentioned earlier, it helps you slow down your heart rate. And as you slow down your heart rate, you allow your brain a little bit of space. And if your brain is really busy in this moment, I invite you just to imagine as you breathe in, that you're sending the breath to the back of your skull where your spine meets the back of your skull. And as you breathe in, imagine that you're filling up the cavity between your brain and your skull from the back all the way to the front. And then as you breathe out, imagine that you're flushing out any extraneous thoughts. And then breathing in and feeling your body expand, feeling your belly expand as you breathe in, feeling your ribs expand as you breathe in and feel creating space there. And then as you breathe out, just allowing yourself to release. So really coming into breath. 
and body and acknowledging where there's areas of tension and holding. And then keep breathing. And as you breathe in, expand, create space. And then as you breathe out, release. So breath is always the first step. However, sometimes it doesn't feel quite enough. We breathe, but we've still got stuff going on. And this is where sound can really help change state because it is a physical, practical thing that you are doing. So as you breathe now, I just want you to feel really held by the furniture or the floor, wherever you are sitting or supported by, and allow yourself to feel held. And just imagine as you feel the chair, the furniture, the floor beneath you, just feel into the foundations and the walls of the building that you're in. So you're not just held by the furniture or the floor, but you're actually held by the whole building. And then imagine that space into the foundations and notice how the foundations in turn are held by the soil, where all the roots of the trees and the plants and beneath the soil, the subsoil, whatever that is near you, whether that's clay or chalk or sand. And beneath there, we have rock. And beneath rock, we have bedrock. Sending your mind, your light, your awareness down through bedrock, through molten rock, deep to the crystal heart at the center of Mother Earth. And breathe. And in this moment, remember, remind yourself or realize maybe for the first time that you're not just held by the furniture and the floor and the building, but you are held by the whole planet beneath you. And allow yourself in this moment to breathe and to let go of whatever it is that may have been causing tension, stress, holding, and feel, allow yourself to feel held by the whole planet beneath you. Safe, secure, strong, stable. You can let go of your stuff and know that you are being held. And breathe in and breathe whatever energy you need from the planet, from the roots of the trees, from the molten rock, from the crystal heart at the center of Mother Earth, Whatever energy you need, breathe that into your body and feel your body expanding and feel your energetic field expanding, your aura, your energy bubble, however you relate to it. And feel that space around you between the walls of the room you're in and the ceiling. And then become aware as you expand your energy field, take it out of the walls and the ceiling, out beneath the walls and the roof of the building. Expand your energy, your awareness out beyond the roof of the other buildings, the trees, up above the clouds. So the sun is always shining above the clouds. Out, up, 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 out, 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 until you feel almost the resistance of it touching the edges of the Earth's atmosphere. And breathe. And then send your energy, your light, your awareness beyond the Earth's atmosphere and out into space. And let yourself float or fly out into space and connect with a universal body. It might be as close as our moon, as far away as a planet in another galaxy or a star. And allow yourself to breathe 
And any of those stresses, troubles, things that are going on for you and your human self right now, what if you could pluck them out of your energy field and just throw them out into the universe? And remember that you too are a part of this universe. You are here on this earth held by the whole planet beneath you and a part of this universe as much as the stars. So all things are possible. So what state would you like to be in? What do you need to get through the rest of the day? What, what energy state do you need to get through the next hour or the rest of this week? Whatever it is for you, just feel in to what energy state you would like to be in. And if that energy state had a vibration, and if that vibration had a sound, and if that sound were a hum, you may wish to place your hand on your chest so that you can actually feel the vibration. But if that energy state were a hum, what would that be? And I'm going to hum and you can hum along with me, but on your sound, whatever that might be. So keep humming while I'm speaking. Just play. If that state that you would like to be in had that vibration, how would it feel? How would that feeling then be in your hum? and it might be two or three notes it might just be one but feel that vibration now traveling through your bodies you're humming if the state you need is Calmer, you might want to play with lower notes and slower tones. So, you might even want to just gently say the word hum. hum. If you need a more energized state, you might want to do slightly faster humming, slightly higher tone. okay if you're humming and you're finding yourself laughing laughing laughter is the highest vibration there is so that's okay if you're feeling a little self-conscious and you're laughing just play and just come back to a gentle hum and i'm now just going to give you each of the chakra sounds so if you feel you want a little bit more safety, security, stability, strength, you need to go into your root chakra, and that's a low tone. And and release. If you want a bit more playfulness, a bit more fire, a bit more passion or purpose, then your sacral is who, and it's a tone a little bit higher than your root. Who. If you want your sacral, your solar plexus, and you need to let go of control, or you need to put a little bit more control into your life, allowing yourself to accept the whole of who you are, it's ho or whole. Whole. Or you can come into your heart for love and compassion and gentleness to yourself and others on ha. Ha. You need to open your throat center and find your truth or communicate. It's the greeting of hi. Oh. 
If you need to connect to your intuition, trusting your choices, it's your third eye on hey, hey, or you just give it all up to your spirit guides and your higher self or God or whatever you believe in on your crown on he. And then just come back on a gentle hum. And then we sit in silence for as long as you need. I absolutely loved that, Judith. Thank you so much. I feel we could probably do another hour talking after that. <laughs> if people like that, you can, I run meditations regularly and you can come to the first three half-hour meditations for free. It's all on my website, on my events page. So everybody go check out yourwholevoice.com. Thank you, Judith, for joining us. And thank you um, to the audience for listening and joining in.